I'm Lisa Stone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Parenting Aces. Welcome back to the Parenting Aces podcast this week. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and if this is your first time joining us, we're glad to have you. If you have been with us for a while, I hope you will enjoy this episode. We are going to be focused around the Saul Schwartz Save College Tennis All-In Tournament. And for those of you new to Parenting Aces, you might not be familiar with our tournament, but we held the first one last year in memory of my dear friend Saul Schwartz, who was a regular contributor to this podcast. He called in all the time to join in the conversations around junior tennis and college tennis and coaching and all sorts of different topics. And... um Heartbreakingly, he passed away suddenly in March of 2016, and so a group of us decided that we wanted to honor him and honor the work that he did and carry on his legacy, and so we decided to do it by putting on a junior tennis tournament in his name, and one of the things that Saul was super committed to was saving college tennis and preserving college tennis programs around the country. In fact, whenever he would get word that a program was in danger of being cut, he would take to social media, he would email, he would do whatever he could to rally the troops around saving that program, whether it meant writing letters to the athletic director, getting the ITA, the Intercollegiate Tennis Association involved, whatever it took to save those programs. And so the mission of our tournament now is to use the net proceeds of these events to provide grants to colleges that are at risk of losing their tennis program. And, of course, we have to start out small. But we are looking forward to building a fund that will be able to contribute in some way to keeping these programs alive. And I know that is something that Saul would want. And hopefully he's looking down and is very pleased to have his name attached to these events. So details. Um, We're doing actually two Saul Schwartz tournaments this year. And um, last year we kind of came up with the hashtag the Saul to nickname the tournaments because the tournament name's a little long. But so the Saul this year is going to take place in Atlanta, July 17th through 19th on the Georgia Gwinnett College campus. And then the following month, we are going to do a Saul in Baltimore again, August 12th and 13th. And it's going to once again be at the Suburban Club where we held it last year. And again, the hope is eventually to do these tournaments solely on college tennis campuses so that the players can get a feel for what it's like to play on a college campus and maybe can do a tour and maybe we can get the local coaches, the college coaches to come out and watch and talk to the kids. But we're still growing and still figuring this thing out. So for this episode of the podcast, I'm really excited because we have Randy Jenks, who works for Universal Tennis Ratings. He is going to be talking a little bit about why UTR got involved with us with these tournaments and what makes these tournaments so special. We're also going to be chatting with Scott Thornton, and Scott is an old friend of Saul's, and Scott is going to be our tournament director for the Baltimore event this year, so I'm excited to have him. 
And then we also get to chat with last year's winner, Caitlin Chalker, who actually traveled from Atlanta up to Baltimore to play the tournament last year and then walked away with with the championship. So that was pretty cool, and I'm excited to hear from her again. And then a dear friend of Saul's, Joe Kenny, his son Gavin also played in our inaugural event last year, and so Joe's going to talk a little bit about his relationship with Saul and why it was important for his son to be involved in the tournament. And then finally, you're going to hear from Eileen Schwartz, Saul's wife and um, a dear friend of mine too, about what she feels like this tournament would have meant to Saul. So I will stop talking now. We're going to go to a short break. And when we come back, Randy Jenks talking to us about the Saul. Don't miss a thing on Parenting Aces. Be sure to sign up for our free e-newsletter so you're among the first to know when a new article is posted. Simply go to ParentingAces.com and enter your email address, then click subscribe in the subscribe for updates box on the left side of the page. Before we jump into this week's podcast, I thought it would be great for you to hear from Saul himself and so you could understand the passion that this man had for our sport, this little excerpt is taken from my second ever Parenting Aces podcast done back in August of 2012. You wanted to go play for college. It was considered a great thing, you know, to play for your college team. And then if you were able to excel out of that and move to a next level, then, hey, that was that's great. I'm with Randy Jenks, UTR's Global Director of Events. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. So why is UTR involved in the Saul Schwartz Memorial Tournament? Well, that's a good question. I, I think I think it was a natural fit given what's one of Saul's core tennis interests, which was saving college tennis. And this event, it it really is a true memorial event in that the goals of the tournament are the things that were important to Saul. We haven't just put Saul's name on the tournament and decided to make it a tournament for profit for other reasons, whatever they might be. It it truly is a memorial event. It's about saving college tennis, which was one of, of Saul's big initiatives. And so I think that's what's special about it. Um, You know, some of the things in following with that were, uh, you know, he thought the value needed to be there in tennis so that the game was available to anybody that wanted to play and wasn't an exclusive sport, a country club style sport. So we do have a low cost and a very high value. We've had some, uh, great sponsors help us, namely Hollibird and Wilson, um, that have allowed us to really treat the kids like they're pro players, you know, playing a pro tournament. Uh, a lot of perks and benefits, which I'll, I'll let you talk about, but just the little things to me, like the player credential, uh, the program that's available to people that, that has the bio, photo, and everything else of all the kids, just like there were pro players. Um, so it's all those sort of things that make it really special. Um, and then on the tennis side, uh, you know, we haven't forgotten about the the competitive nature of these players. And 
what they'll get on the court, which is to answer your initial question, I think where UTR kind of came into play is that it is a level-based tournament. It's not necessarily an age and gender tournament. It's level-based, so that means it increases the likelihood that you will get competitive matches, which obviously are the kind that are key to a player's development. The the research shows that in level-based play, you get 60% of your matches that hit the competitive threshold, which means 60% of your matches are going to be good ones for your development, right? How often are you at five all in a set and really get to experience those things that make you develop? Because, you know, the 6-0, matches are exercise for the most part, in my opinion, in, in, in the opinion of many coaches. Um, so with this level-based format in the SOL, you're getting those valuable matches from a developmental standpoint, and then you're also getting the ability to impact your UTR in a positive way because getting matches against players at your level is the best way to impact your UTR, contrary to what some people might think. Playing somebody that is far below your UTR is not going to be of much value if your goal is to raise your UTR rating. So those are a few of the things that I think make the event, you know, combining all of those make the event really special. And and it's it's done with really with the heart and love for Saul in mind that I think enables the staff to deliver what the people will really see is an event to 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 have your kids experience. And and I hope more people this year will help us keep growing this all. Well, I I share that sentiment for sure. So from a tournament director's standpoint, can you talk about why having the event through UTR is such a bonus? You know, what is it about the UTR tournament platform that makes it so appealing to the tournament directors? Well, first of all, they have the flexibility to format the tournament in whatever way is best. So it's hard to tell what UTR level players and how many of them will register for the tournament ahead of time. So trying to go kind of, you know, trying to keep things in the box of we're going to do this draw format of this size and we're going to play this, that, and the other is not what most level-based tournaments do. Most level-based tournaments will close registration and then you look at a report of, of the field and what their UTRs are and then decide how to flight the players out and with X number of players in each flight, what would be the best format to play in order to make for a good tournament and give them the minimum number of matches that they were guaranteed. So it's that that allows, that guarantees people that they'll get the matches, like I said, that are, number one, valuable to your development, which I always try to say first before valuable to improving your UTR because I think it it is in that order and not just focused on improving your UTR 
and letting the, the development just be an afterthought. Um, you know, if, if you focus on the right practice, the right competition, then that's going to aid your development and your UTR rating improving will follow. Um, right, so, right. Yeah, and so, I mean, for example, in last year's tournament, I mean, you know, you and I were on the phone um, with Solomon, who was the tournament director last year, you know, even a couple days before the tournament, looking at our entrance and, you know, looking at them, uh, ordering mm-hmm. them by UTR and trying to figure out, you know, how do we set these draws up? How do we make sure that everybody's having competitive matches? Because we had a pretty wide range of UTRs at last year's event. And I think it all really panned out nicely. Everybody seemed to feel good about the quality of the matches they got. Nobody got wiped off the court and, you know, was – was turned off from playing tournaments right. because it was such a negative thing, you know. And so I think it's important that that parents understand that, that the players understand that, that the goal of these UTR events and specifically the Sol events is to make sure that the kids are getting good quality matches. And I can't stress that enough. And and I think it's so cool that y'all's platform really allows the tournament directors to, and I'm, I'm going to use the word manipulate, even though that has a negative connotation, but I mean it in the most positive mm-hmm. of ways, yep. to manipulate the, the player list and the draws to make sure everybody has a great experience. Well, and because it's manipulated, like you just said, it, it's manipulated with the perspective of each player in mind. Uh, in fact, one of the part of the, the script that we put on many tournament homepages to kind of explain the difference in mindset to, to players and parents is you don't have to wait until the last minute to sign up and see who else is in the tournament. You need to just trust that you will get good matches. The tournament director is going to try to put themselves in the place of every kid. Okay, I'm a UTR 5.42. Here's my match schedule. Here's the people in my draw. Is that going to be good for me, right? So at the at the highest level draw of the SOL, we might be a format that is a compass draw, for example, based on the numbers, right? And then maybe in the next step down, whatever that uh, – draw level is, we might be around Robin, or we might be a straight draw of 16 with a back draw, or maybe with two back draws, right? So it can be anything it needs to be with the idea in mind that we're going to get the kids the number of matches they were guaranteed at the right level, because those are the matches that are really going to help them develop. And so, you know, in, in a sense, we're we're, we have every player's best interest in mind in making the draws. Perfect. Well, Randy, thanks so much for offering your perspective on this, and thanks for all your help in putting on these events. It's a lot of work, and <laughs> I think it, uh, it, it's all worth it when we know the kids are going to wind up having such a positive experience. And they absolutely will, and we look forward to seeing this all continue to grow this year. So thank you very much, Lisa, for having me.
I just love working with Randy Jenks. His passion for the game is unparalleled, and he just adds so much to our tournament and to junior tennis in general, and I'm just so grateful to him. Next up is Scott Thornton, and as I mentioned in the intro, Scott is going to be our tournament director for the Sol in Baltimore this year, and Scott has been working with me uh, since we decided to do this thing and helping me to get sponsors, to get players, to find a venue for the event, and Scott also runs a nonprofit organization called Team, and he has partnered with the Soul so that we can run all of the proceeds, the revenues through the nonprofit, hopefully helping us grow the tournament and the fund for providing grants to at-risk programs. So next up, Scott Thornton. So, Scott, you had a relationship with Saul Schwartz. Can you talk a little bit about that relationship? Uh, Our relationship started over 30 years ago when we were playing against each other as teenagers. And it just grew into a friendship in the years that we did play through college. And then when Saul began to work at Hollabird, I was one of their frequent customers. We always had a uh, very respectful relationship with each other. And um, I uh, I would always give him grief about the Cowboys when... <laughs> and we have well. to say his, his Twitter handle was Cowboy Saul. Yeah. And I made the mistake <laughs> one time uh, the game that Tony Romo dropped the extra points. I went into uh, Hollabird the very next day and I yelled, how about those Seahawks? And Saul happened to have a pair of scissors in his hand uh, working with the shoes on the wall and he looked at me and he said, if you ever say that again, I will stab you. <laughs> I never said that again. We, Smart uh, guy. We were, we were, yeah, I know. We were very, uh, very close. It was, it was very sad when I heard the news. So this year, you are the tournament director of the Sol in Baltimore. Why did you decide to get involved with the tournament? I knew I had to give back because of how uh, influential Sol was in forming my 501c foundation that I have that teaches, uh, gives tennis lessons to any child that gets free or reduced lunches in school. So I'll talk to Gamma when we first started, and they gave us all of the equipment needed to begin our program. And without Sal's help, I'm not quite sure where the, the foundation would be right now. And when I found out you needed a tournament director, I had to step up to give back just a small portion of what he has given to our foundation and the 4,500 kids that we've taught since then. If you could share a message from Saul to the kids that are going to be participating in the tournament, what would what do you think he would want them to hear? I think he'd want them to work hard and enjoy themselves 
and realize that not everybody gets this opportunity and there are there are many college teams that need players of all levels division 1 through division 3 even junior college and if there was anything he could have ever done to help he he would do it For sure. Yeah, he was an unbelievable supporter of college tennis. And and really, you know, that was the impetus behind doing these tournaments is to raise money so that we can have a fund to provide grants to college programs at risk of being cut. I'd like to think that Saul would be very pleased to have that effort happening in his name. What do you think? I mean, he was such a modest guy. I think he probably would be happier if it wasn't, if his name wasn't attached to it. But I'm sure he's he's proud of what what the tournament has done and will continue to do in his name. Fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks so much. I'm so thrilled to have you involved this year, and um, you know I'm looking forward to working with you and and continuing this effort. I appreciate you giving me this chance to participate as well, and I look forward to August 12th and 13th. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Caitlin Chalker is a junior player from the Atlanta area, and she was the champion at last year's Saul event in Baltimore, and we're hoping to get her signed up to play again this year. But I wanted you to hear from her about what this tournament meant to her and why she and her mom decided to travel all the way to Maryland to play in the tournament last year. I'm on with Caitlin Chalker, who won our inaugural Saul Schwartz tournament last year in Baltimore. And Caitlin is actually local to the Atlanta area. Caitlin, what made you decide to travel all the way to Baltimore last year to play in the inaugural Saul Schwartz Save College Tennis All-In Tournament? My parents have always followed your blog, and we've been interested in trying to get more into UTR tournaments just to get a break from the whole USPA scene. So this seemed like a great one to start with, and it was for a great cause. And I'd never been to Maryland before, so that also kind of made it worth the trip. That's fantastic. And you flew up there with your mom, and you had a great tournament. You won this awesome prize package. What set the tournament apart? What made it so different from the other tournaments that you had played in previously? It seemed like it was more focused on fun than kind of just the competition of it. Everyone was so friendly. All the kids were very nice. No bad sportsmanship like you always find in other tournaments. And the prize, of course, also made it a lot more, felt like I was doing it for more than just the plastic trophy, which was nice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You just finished your first year of high school. What are your plans tennis-wise moving forward? Um, I'm hoping to play at D1 College, and hopefully from there, if everything works out, go pro. Very cool. And do you, will you play for your high school team? Is that uh, on your agenda? No, we don't have a team at my high school. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, you could start one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, you just finished playing the state qualifier for the Southern Regional Tournament. 
Um, did you have a good tournament? Uh, yeah, I made it to the Constellation quarterfinals in an age group that's above my own. So it's the best um, tournament I've had in the 18. That's fantastic. And so you'll go to Southern's next. And what are your goals for that tournament? Um, hopefully just to win more rounds than I did last year. Last year I won four rounds. So I'm hoping to maybe win five this year. Just keep upping that's it every great. year. But... Yeah, for sure. And how do you feel like your experience playing in the Sol as a UTR tournament, how do you feel that's impacted you as you play other USTA events and, you know, move forward with your tennis? It kind of showed me because I had gotten so used to the USTA. All the kids are kind of, I mean, not all of them, but quite a few of them tend to have poor sportsmanship. And the Sol tournament kind of showed me that you don't have to put up with that on a tennis court. It doesn't have to be every match doesn't have to be like that, and you can have nice, friendly matches. So that was – and then also the fact that you got coaching was really nice. Do you feel like, um, you know, that that you got competitive matches at the Sol last year, or, you know, was it friendly because it wasn't competitive? No, it was definitely competitive. It's just the girls in general were nice. There was no normal cheating – I mean, no, no yelling, come on, on like airs, stuff like that. And talk a little bit about the coaching during the matches. How did that help you? Um, well, my biggest issue is I've always had the strokes. I just don't really know what to do with them. So it was really, even though it was only my mom there, it was really helpful for her to be able to tell me in the match kind of like what she thought I did wrong on a point or, like, how I could improve, like, kind of also showing me what shots to look for, my opponent's weaknesses, stuff like that, that it's just hard that I'm still trying to learn how to figure out. Mm-hmm. I mean, strategic stuff is tough, and it, it definitely comes with playing more and, and gaining more experience. What did you think about the format where you came into the tournament knowing you were going to play at least three matches? That's always nice because you don't feel like you're traveling just to play one match and leave or even two matches in double elimination. But I like the um, fact that it was Compass. Mm-hmm. And, it makes it and, seem like the tournament's worth it. Yeah, for sure. And can you talk a little bit about some of the extra stuff that went along with the tournament last year? Um, you know, the player badges, the book, the goodie bags, those kinds of things. Is that something that you valued as a junior player or, you know, how did you feel about that stuff? It definitely made the tournament feel a little bit more special and added kind of a fun element to it to where it wasn't just another tournament on another weekend. So that was nice compared to some of the USTA. You get the normal T-shirt and are just kind of told to go on the court. So it was Mm -hmm. good having the more entertaining atmosphere about it all and making it feel like, you were really valued as a player in the tournament. Very cool. Do you think you'll be able to play this year in, in one or both of the events? I'm going to try. I have to look at my schedule because college visits start for me this summer, but it would definitely be on the top of my list of tournaments that I want to try to play in. Awesome. Well, I hope we get to see you out there. I don't know if you saw, but um, we announced yesterday that professional player Melanie Udan is actually going to make a personal appearance at the Atlanta tournament this year and pro player Noah Rubin's going to join us via FaceTime again in Baltimore. So that was pretty cool last year, right? 
Yes, ma'am. Yeah, getting to talk to a pro player is always nice to kind of see, like, just be able to kind of see what you really need to take to get to that level. And it's very inspirational knowing that just a normal person can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just takes a little bit of hard work, right? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck at Southerns, and uh, hope to see you at, at either the Atlanta Soul or the Baltimore Soul or both. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Joe Kenny's son, Gavin, was a student of Saul's. Saul coached Gavin, and so when we decided to do the tournament last year, Joe was one of the first people to sign his son up for the event in Baltimore, and I had the chance to meet and chat with him at last year's tournament, and so was really excited to have the chance to chat with him again now to hear what's going on and why this tournament meant so much to him and to his son. Joe, you have a a history with Saul Schwartz, and I'd love for you to share with our audience your relationship with him and what that meant to you, what role he played in your life. Well, I I grew up with a friend of of Saul's. We were mutual friends, uh, tennis players. I think my friend's family knew Saul. And as I was um, raising and trying to coach my son through tennis and through the tournaments, it was it was definitely I guess I guess my son Gavin must have been maybe sixteen, fifteen years old, um, and it was definitely time to break the break the tie with dad as as the coach. So I reached out to my friend um, Mark Harukas, who I played high school tennis with, and I knew his kids didn't play tennis, but I asked him if your kids did play tennis, who would you send them to? And um, he gave me a couple names. One of them was, was absolutely Saul, and, and Saul is who, who I connected with. And um, my, my son and, and Saul connected immediately with, um, with their passion, I think, for the work that goes into the practice. And, you know, I think um, you know Saul well enough that there's certain people who just raise the energy level of any room that they walk in. And to me, that was, that was Saul's passion. You could just feel it without even having a conversation um, with him. So that was, I knew, you know, I knew that that was a good fit. Um, And I think Saul looked past, you know, he loved training champions and he did that, but I think he loved working with every level as, as well. Um, my son is is going to go on and play Division Two tennis right now, um, which Saul would would love to know that because he was so passionate about about college tennis. Um, but one of the things that he did, he he definitely would put his money where his mouth was. He immediately invited um, myself and Gavin to come watch UMBC play a match versus Bucknell, and I thought that was just a great experience. We we were up. Um, up above the courts watching from a balcony area and before I knew it he had called he had called Gavin down to the courts to sit through the entire match um, with the team and get to experience from from that level and I shared with you um, it was I mean Saul Saul was one of the coaches for UMBC and it was in no way a recruiting tool because my son just wasn't that good um, to be able to be recruited by UMBC um, but that was, as I showed with you, that was just Saul being Saul. I think he really looked to share 
the um, his enthusiasm with as many young people, as many people as as he possibly could. Um, from from there, he uh, he he would make a game of trying to, you know, I, I would be as consistent as I could bringing bringing my son to work with him and he would make a game of it trying to push my son to the point where he would actually ask to take a break. Um, and, and he would, he would joke about that. He, he thought he was going to, you know, he was going to go the entire hour and a half without getting water if he, if he let him. But, um, anyway, you know, I think my experience with him is I just loved the energy and the enthusiasm and my son picked right up on it. And, and still to this day, I think it, it carries through you know, the time that he had with Saul. Sure. And last year you enrolled Gavin, signed Gavin up for our inaugural tournament honoring Saul's memory. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and how it compared to other junior tournaments that Gavin had played in? Yeah. Um, you know, to me it was a no-brainer just because I thought so much of Saul um, that any any chance I could – have to to have us together honor Saul's memory. I was gonna I was gonna jump all over that. Um, the atmosphere was was very different to me from some other um, from some other tournaments that that we've been to. And I think the big thing is is it seemed like the gigantic egos were were left back home. If there were any, I didn't um, I really didn't see that. I think I shared with you at one point, it reminded me of the tournaments that I played when I was growing up. Um, you know, it just seemed like there was, there were just more kids back then. To me, it seemed like out there to have fun um, and to play as hard as they could. But in the end, they understood it was, it was a game. Um, that seemed like the atmosphere. And I think that you shared with me that as large of a tournament as it was, I mean, I, I don't know that a line judge was called for, or if call was even questioned, it was few and far between. Um, I, there was a dad there, and I, I don't know if it was the boy who won its dad, but um, he was walking around taking pictures of all the kids, and some, I, a couple of the best pictures I have of my son playing tennis were of this dad who was walking around with his camera grabbing, grabbing pictures of all of the participants. Um, you know, again, I think everybody understood why they were there and the importance of it, um, that it was about more than just going out and trying to win a match. Um, so many different levels of players there. And, again, egos seemed to be checked at the door, which was, uh, was refreshing for me as a, as a dad because you don't, you don't always see that. Sure, sure. Well, this year not only are we doing another Saul Schwartz tournament in Baltimore, but... We're expanding to Atlanta also. We're actually holding the Atlanta tournament before the Baltimore tournament this year. And, you know, people in Atlanta didn't necessarily have the personal connection to Seoul that the Baltimore community had. And I'm wondering if you could give a little sales pitch to the Atlanta tennis community or the southeastern tennis community, hopefully, about who Saul was and why they should take part in this tournament honoring him. You know, I think that, um, so one of the things I really appreciated about the Baltimore event as well is I really feel like it was put together for the kids. And we're kind of living in an age where people are understanding just how much profit there is in 
kids' sports and, and all of the sports. And the feel of this is that it's the right way to go about promoting tennis for, for the kids. Um, I, I think that that's one aspect of it. Um, I think that, you know, again, I, it's just done the, it's done the right way. I've never been to a tournament that was so affordable and had so much generosity from sponsorships. I, again, when I was younger, um, I'm talking like I'm ancient now, but, you know, back when I was a kid, <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could cut lawns. I tell those stories too, Joe. It's okay. <laughs> well, no, but I, it really, I could cut lawns. I could um, have a USTA membership, and I could pay for it myself um, just by cutting lawns, and I could pay for my own tournament entry fees. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like that would be a, a tough thing for a kid to be able to do, and I don't remember what was charged specifically at, at the Baltimore event, but it was next to nothing. And for what we got out of that. $30. Um, it was $30. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give yeah, it a plug. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was really, a kid really could. I mean, a really could kid could hustle and make the money to, to pay for themselves if, you know, if the parents weren't able to. Um you know, I think that that's the way it should be, and you know, I I think that um, I, I think that the cost of all sports has just gotten so out of control. So that's one aspect of it. But the other thing, um, you know, that I think beyond the the money, I mean, there's just such a passion that that Saul brought to the game and the love of the game that I, I think that you just have to experience it and. Um, you know, seeing a picture of Saul with that hat backward, you can almost just feel the energy from from that alone. But, you know, I, again, I, I know that um, college tennis is disappearing um, just left and right every single day, it seems like. another you know, program is going down. And Saul's mission was to try to save as many programs as, as he could. So um, I think that this is one of those rare opportunities that it's bigger, it's bigger than tennis. Um, and, you know, we've all been part of probably events that I do some running and sometimes you're off at a run that is bigger than the run. Um, and this is one of those chances that truly this is bigger than just a tennis tournament. It's bigger than the prize that's at the end of the road. Um, I think it really is a, a chance to, to honor a very, just a great, tremendous man um, who gave so much to the sport. And I, I it would be silly to not be a part of it. Um, you know, the, those chances don't come along too often, I don't think. So that's, and, you know, I guess I guess my, my answer to all questions like this is all the cool kids are doing at Atlanta. So jump on in. <laughs> I love it. All the cool kids are doing it. That's great. Well, Joe, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your memories of Saul with us. And, um, you know, I miss him every day. I know you do too. And, and, probably even more so Gavin, who could call him coach. And I called him coach in yep. a different way, but um, he was more a cheerleader for me than anything. And uh, I feel like, you know, everybody you talk to who who came and was just casually, you know, when they were at Hollabird or whether they knew him intimately through tennis or, you know, through family stuff, Everybody felt the same way about him. I, I haven't come across a single person who had anything negative to say about the man, which is, you know, that's that's not often the case anymore. And um, so I'm thrilled that 
we're able to honor him. And I'm, I'm so happy that Gavin was able to take part last year and that he's going on to play college tennis as Saul would have definitely wished for him. So thank you for being with us and, and sharing. Well, I felt honored to be asked, Lisa, so thank you for having me on. I had the opportunity to meet Saul's wife, Eileen, when my son and I traveled to Baltimore for a junior tournament that Saul put on years ago, and Eileen welcomed us into their home. Uh, We had dinner with them, and we became fast friends. And at last year's tournament, Eileen rallied her family to come out and support the event. And I'm just so happy to have the chance to chat with her and for y'all to hear directly from her what this tournament means, not only to her and her kids, but also what she thinks this tournament would have meant to her husband. Eileen, I'm so happy to have the chance to chat with you about our tournament this year can you talk a little bit about what you think Saul would have thought of this tournament in his name? Saul would be so happy that he there, there's going to be a tournament in his name because of his passion for tennis. He wouldn't Saul just wanted everybody just to get out there with all levels and play. It's such a great sport and. He would just be just so pleased and just um, to know that that you are setting up this tournament and that people from all around the community are getting involved with tennis. I mean, tennis is a lifelong sport and such a great game, so he just would just be so thrilled. Well, I, I hope so. I like to think that that's the case. Yes. From last year's tournament, you you and your family were – unbelievable supporters of the event. I mean, y'all helped us, you know, with the planning. You helped us get players. And then the weekend of the tournament, everybody on your side and Saul's side came out to support the tournament, to volunteer, just to be out to cheer on the kids. Can you talk a little bit about what this tournament means to you personally and to your kids, to Dory and Evan? Thank you so much. It, it it means so much to us because we want to keep Sal's dream of tennis, to save college tennis, to get people more involved with tennis alive. And since, unfortunately, that Sal is not here with us um, to do this um, now that we can continue his dream for him. And so to Dory and Evan and I, it just means the world to be able to do something for Sal and for the whole community that he he would love and he would he would just be so thrilled. I I know. So it just it means the world to us. And you know, your kids are not tennis players per se. They they play but not at a competitive level. Actually level. Evan, my son, who is a huge baseball player, went out to play this morning. So but so they enjoy it for recreational more. But Yeah. And and Evan came out at last year's tournament with his racket and got on the court and hit some balls. And, I, I mean, it, you know, that to me is what Saul wanted. Saul wanted people to enjoy and love the sport. And to see your kids involved in that manner, I think, would make him so happy. It would make him so happy, not always, like, for the competition, but also for just having a great time and to enjoy and 
it, it just would make him just so thrilled to um, to see everybody out there in the community supporting tennis, however they can do it, just by, you know, if they're not actually playing at tennis, just by being there to support the players and just to have a gr- great weekend and to keep his tennis dream alive. Awesome. Well, Eileen, thanks so much, and I can't wait to see you all in a few weeks at the Yeah, tournament. I can't wait. So It's going to be a good one. comes out and, and signs up. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for doing all this for Sal and all your time well, that you're spending. You know it's my Sal pleasure. I loved you so much, and you, so he just would be so thrilled. I want to thank you also. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll see you in a few weeks. Okay. So if you have a junior tennis player, I really hope you'll consider signing up for one of our Saul Schwartz Save College Tennis All-In tournaments this year, either the tournament in Atlanta, July 17 through 19, or the tournament in Baltimore, August 12 and 13. I want to say a big thank you to the sponsors we have for this year's event. Tennisballs.com is our presenting sponsor. Hollibird Sports is our title sponsor. We have individuals sponsoring the tournament. Saul's brother Stephen is a sponsor. Eileen's sister and brother-in-law, Sherry and Gary Casimir, are sponsoring with their physical therapy practice. Match Tennis App is a sponsor, Parenting Aces, of course, and Universal Tennis Ratings. We also have Mahler Wealth Advisors, Dr. Michael Selman, Selenko Dunlop, Tennis Trunk, and Melanie Rubin. So I want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of those sponsors. Of course, we could not be putting on this event without their help, Uh, not just the financial help, but also the in-kind product that they're providing, whether it's balls or prizes or goodie bag items or lunches. We need donations for all of that, and so we're just thrilled to have all of them on board. And we look forward to seeing you at the SOL. The registration info will be in the show notes, along with links to go directly to those entry pages on Universal Tennis Ratings website. So I hope you'll take a peek, and if you have any questions, you know you can always reach out to me, either via email, lisa at parentingaces.com, or through all the social media outlets. So looking forward to seeing you all out on the courts, and please, please, please come out and support this wonderful event to honor my dear friend, Saul. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast, for tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, visit us online at parentingaces.com. As always, a huge thank you to our sponsor, tennisballs.com.